0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Long Live Junto podcast. My name is Coach, and I will be your host. Joining me tonight is going to be Goichi, Freelance Beef, and Nightmare Fuel. Sit back as we discuss our weeks. We give a nice explanation of our crest and what each animal means to us. We have a good debate with our Junto question of the week, as well as breaking out into a new segment called Expert vs. Amateurs. And last but not least we're going to give our honest and comical reviews of the cinematic masterpiece that is the Loss of Pastor*. If you're looking for great content, remember you can always head over to our Twitter feed, long underscore live underscore junto, or you can check out our Instagram as one whole word, long live junto. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. uh let's begin our uh our stream here let's go around and uh let's hear about how everybody's week is uh i'll go ahead and start ourselves off but uh after myself i'm gonna pass it off to nightmare uh to hear but uh being that today's a thursday uh we uh obviously we usually do it on fridays but it's still been a long week uh, it's kind of felt like uh it's felt like a 10-day week already even though uh we're not over with i still gotta go through a full friday but uh it's I'm glad that it's going to be the weekend soon because good Lord knows I need it. Um, it's just been stressful with, with like, work, trying to figure stuff out, uh, for the future going forward and trying to figure out like what summer's summertime. And even like the fall, even though we're only in the end of March here, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is going to happen in the fall for myself has kind of been, it's kind of been like weighing on me a lot and, uh, having to make some, some big boy decisions and, uh, see what's going to come about. But, uh, yeah, so even though it's been a quick, it hasn't been a long week so far. We haven't gone there yet. it's still felt like it's been a lot. So, but uh, Nightmare, how about uh, how about you? How's your week going so far on a Thursday night?
1: It's been a good week. Uh, kind of slow at work. Um, I'm actually taking uh, Friday off. I'm going on like a mini vacation. Uh, going to see my aunt uh, and my buddy. Uh, we're probably gonna go shoot some guns. Uh, maybe have some content for you guys. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, pop off a keep few rounds uh get relaxed uh yeah so it's it's a kind of gonna be a long weekend for me um i kind of really looking forward to it actually uh haven't seen my aunt in you know over a year since i mean at least since covid so um that's gonna be a good good to see some family and kind of get away from a lot of stuff for for a little bit I, I even took monday off so it's a nice nice long oh, week yeah. nice long weekend so um that's what's going on with me just work uh trying to eat better um it's a it's a, a never-ending struggle to eat eat good eat well uh healthier so yeah i'm gonna pass it over to goichi here uh, how's your week how how's your week been bud <laughs>
2: Thanks man. Uh, my week's been going pretty well. Can't complain. Uh, I still have a job. Um, working hard, hustling, trying to make things happen. Um, I'm actually going to be taking time off as well for a week. So I'm talking to all you guys. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm just taking time off. I, I had a good, I'm in sales and I had a good quarter. So I'm just trying to take some time off. And I think it, it, it doesn't matter you know, what type of job you have. I think everyone just needs to recharge their batteries, even if you're like staying at home, taking care of the kids. Um, I think it's good for everyone to kind of just take a break from reality and, and just release and kind of just take a break, whether you're going up to the mountains or just going somewhere that's not your you know home. Um, I think just having a change of environment, change of atmosphere uh, is good for everybody. So that's what I'm looking forward to is uh, just taking a break with the wife, um, going to travel and have some fun and hang out with some friends and, and come back, recharge and get back to the hustle. But uh, yeah, can't complain. My week's been going pretty great, yeah. so I'm going to hand it off to uh, fr- a beef. I don't yeah. know
3: about you guys. Did uh, like the the whole daylight is still messing with oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. I love
1: it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like I lo- I I love this time period. But man, uh, I think like last week was, um, man. It and then we're uh, we have a new. My wife and I have a new pup that uh, the group knows, and we do we do interval where uh, he. hit – when he goes to bed we only do i think three hours so every three hours we pee and poop him and man it's uh so we're we're up in the middle of the night so we haven't felt like we actually have slept um in a long time so we can't wait until he's you know six months but um it almost makes us like feel like zombie like throughout the week uh but yeah i think uh for the most part uh, it was a good week um i got to see see some family Um i wasn't feeling well i, I had a cold um pretty much part of the weekend over the weekend. And then, um, I started feeling better, like just bad throat ache. And then, uh, uh I got tested for COVID, which was negative. And, uh, I always forget to look up on this, but, um, but for the most part, yeah, other than that, um, I would say it's been pretty good. Uh, we're, we're doing, so I, I don't have any vacation coming up anytime soon. I think in the next month I do, but we're going to go fishing, uh, and, and nightmare and I'll be going fishing, uh, next Friday we'll be doing some live streaming of that fishing so hopefully you guys can kind of join us I'm um, really looking forward to that because I haven't fished in God knows when I think I was, it's been at least at least 10 years so um, but <laughs> but I snowboarded earlier this year and it, that was that was another ten, that was about 10 years ago So and that was really rough uh, I realized I couldn't even get my body up off the board anymore because I've got a, a nice uh, uh, pouch going in my stomach area Um <laughs> But yeah, it's been, uh, been a good week. It's that COVID-19. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, COVID,
2: seriously. COVID two fifty. Yeah. And Adam, oh um, my wife on top of that. So, I mean, it, it's a double whammy when you're putting on a weight like that. So I should know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Eating, yeah. speaking off of what nightmare seven eating, that's where, uh, we've been, um, I've been doing, taking more like, ana, uh, what's it called probiotics, probiotics. and man, it's yeah. been helping like just with, uh, like feel, overall feeling better, um, I swear, eating—if you eat right, your mind feels a lot better. Yeah, your so, energy
2: levels better too. Usually, so yeah,
3: it's it's just like crazy because the moment I eat like something nasty, it's like uh, the next day. It's almost like having a uh, beer for me yeah. now. If I drink like a beer or have a couple beers, the next day I feel like I don't feel too good, or I feel like I'm like a little off, and I don't feel. And it's like that's how food. I mean, I still I still eat it, but that's how food is. I mean, that's scary because after a few beers, I feel just right. <laughs> yeah in the moment i feel good but man the uh, uh, day after day after is like i can't believe it. it's crazy because i was like I, you take when you're a kid for granted you know where you're <laughs> yeah. like you're like oh man i could do like 10 beers and it's like you can you like after a couple hours you feel kind of better and you're yeah. just like i don't have yeah. to worry about it i was
2: just thinking about that growing old like you know when you're a kid or even in your mid-20s like you you get hurt and you're like oh this is fine i'll recover from yeah. now i'm like i get hurt and i'm like the pain hasn't gone yeah, away, yeah, or it gets yeah, worse. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! Three,
3: like fourth day in, and it's still hurting. Yeah, like, it's, it's man, like, it's right? like the worst.
2: And when like you... you're you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you, you know? Yeah. And you're just getting old. That's the answer. This isn't going away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said a kid yeah. and you take ten beers, I thought of someone that was like 11 years old. Oh, it just going like, hard. Yeah, I was a kid and I had like ten beers. I was like, that's Wait. a catty man, dude, or Edward <laughs> yeah. Forty Hands. Like, yeah. man, I. Oh my god. Those were the
2: days. I can't even hang anymore. Edward Forty Hands. Oh my
1: God. i'm pretty can't, sure
0: like if i sleep that. wrong i wake up and my arms are in pain like i've <laughs> slept i've slept wrong and i couldn't raise my right arm for probably like three days without crying i was like this really sucks putting on and taking off a shirt and i was like i mean it makes it made wiping difficult i mean it really just hampered my lifestyle like,
2: or how about how about when you like go over to a family get together and you're playing with like your young niece and nephews and you're like shit i lasted five minutes now i'm sucking air yeah oh my gosh that's like the worst man they're all crawling so. on
1: top of you you're like i yeah. can't carry you anymore my back
2: it, it makes me worry because then like when i have kids like how the hell am i going to survive like i'm okay yeah. being the uncle and then leaving them you know if you're gonna get that dad bod. You know, oh man i'm so screwed i'm so screwed yeah
0: here's the uh here's something to kind of go off the whole how you how the weeks thing are going because since you guys are uh I mean, I, I can't really complain all too much since I took a vacation recently uh, to come back home for spring <laughs> break uh, and to see you, uh, hooligans, and hang out with you guys and get to enjoy like California sunshine. And now you guys are you guys are going fishing and then like uh, Nightmare's going shooting and Goishi, you're going away uh, with your wife. Like, when, So here, here's a little side question. When was the last time, and maybe it's recent, but when was the last time like that you guys actually went on a vacation, like an actual vacation vacation. <laughs> That's funny. And not just, not just like a, not just like a, a one, two day, like getaway, but like, like a, I wouldn't say like week has to be the standard, but you know, like, like an actual like thing where like, Hey, we're going to like Hawaii or we're going to like Montana or like wherever it's going to be. Like, you know, it's a, t- it's a time for you to get away and like actually like enjoy the travel or just go somewhere, not just like, hey, I'm going to take one day off from work to, you know, like reset my mind or get away from end of the quarter meetings or some bullshit like that.
1: I'll take the first one if you guys are right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the last the last time I went, but the last one that I vividly remember was going to the Grand Canyon with oh, man, uh, beef ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh we talking years
0: like it's been a couple of years
1: probably and i mean i went to arizona for thanksgiving the year before covid and that 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 was that was a vacation um we got someone we got my uh hannah mom in the chat so uh, six years six years for for (laughs) for her and she said, uh, "She said she feels good after a couple of margaritas." That's <laughs> all it takes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna, tequila, re- I'm just, just gonna just jump in chat ring real ring quick, ring. yeah. Then, and then she's shaming us for feeling, for feeling uh, like our bodies are falling apart <laughs> <laughs> already. <laughs> we went hard. It's a California but, age, man. Yeah. Probably yeah. 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 That's um, sun ages us. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd say the most the most vivid ones was Grand Canyon, and then um, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, Arizona for, for Thanksgiving for me. I'll go next. Yeah, sure. uh, so for me, it's funny you say that uh, coach uh, for us, this was like th- this upcoming uh, vacation we're taking. It's actually a real vacation where we're leaving out of town and like we're, we're getting away from our home. It's not a home staycation where we're, we're doing right. chores and catching up on things. Um, so it's funny. Cause I said that to my wife earlier today, where we're actually taking a real vacation since the pandemic um, the last time we went on a real vacation was probably back in 2019, like everyone else, um, before the pandemic, and it was in Hawaii. Um, since her family is from Oahu, uh, that's, that was our last vacation. I feel like that's the only vacation I take nowadays, because when you think about most jobs, you get an average of, what, two, two to four weeks at most, if you're lucky, uh, throughout the year. So we usually use those two weeks to uh, go visit her family in Hawaii, and it's a great excuse for me to go to Hawaii. In the first place yeah. so um that's usually our go-to otherwise uh, i'd be trying to go up to uh mammoth and go fishing that's like my my go-to every year is going to mammoth with the family and going fishing so but it's funny because usually i'm the only one waking up early going to the lakes so it's kind of like my own personal vacation at times but yeah yeah,
1: yeah. quick question i don't want to say too much have you
2: Have you uh, abandoned your Hawaii trip? Oh, Uh, my Hawaii trip? Yeah. Yeah, for for this year, we've abandoned it just because of, like, protocol and everything like that. Like, uh, I guess if you get tested uh, two days prior, uh, then you can go and travel and you don't have a 14-day quarantine. Mm -hmm. But my thought is, like, traveling to some place like Hawaii, I want to live it to the fullest. And to go there and see most of the things shut down or restrictions on, like, public areas, I mean, that's a huge bummer. And uh, that's kind of like the theme for us is like, we had a wedding plan. It's been postponed continuously. And we're supposed to have a wedding coming up soon in the next couple months. But um, the whole reason why my wife and I planned that wedding is, one, her family and friends are out there, right? It's easy. But the other thing is, like, all my family's from the mainland in, so- in Southern California. And I wanted the people, my close friends and family who have never been in Hawaii, which is a majority of the people, Um, to really get that experience that I got when I first went to Hawaii. And it's just that whole island vibe and feel. And um, I feel like the pandemic has kind of taken that away. Um, So we just don't want to uh, plan a Hawaii trip until it's like worth our while, you know? Because it is an investment when you go, when you travel, it's expensive. So for us, it's like, um, just right now, it just doesn't make sense to travel out to Hawaii. So Understandable. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many possibilities of you know, catching COVID too, if like you're traveling that much. So, um, okay. So I'll hand it over to Beef. Yeah. So you, you brought up a mammoth. That was the,
3: my wife and I did that during COVID. Um, when everybody was so afraid or like most people here were afraid to, to go out, go outside. And I was like, man, I need to get the hell out of this apartment. Um, our apartment feels like, you know, it's so small. It's only like a certain amount of square feet. So it feels like a prison, prison cell when you're in it. And uh, I work. We both of us work every day from you know remotely, and like we talked about in our last uh, live session. And um, you just when you're there, it it almost like the days blend together. And I I told her I was like I needed this. I didn't didn't really care. And so we went to Mammoth, and man, it was so nice. Like surprisingly, it was overloaded. Uh, <laughs> despite so, there's a lot of people that felt the same way, despite that not getting up, maybe on the social media. And then uh, we did a lot of hiking. Um, we did Heart Lake um we did rainbow falls which you can if if you guys ever want to check it out i have that on our uh, youtube channel too it's uh pretty pretty good views uh also on our tiktok channel check it out um <laughs> but pretty good shots uh just just being out there i mean like when when you're able the irony is like being out there i was like man you, you with COVID, i feel like we've as a society have <laughs> gotten less and less like wanting to talk to our strangers you know and then when I'm out there, I was like, I still, you saw all these people and I was like, I still didn't want to see them. I just wanted to be in nature for a little bit. But but nature, man, like what you said about fishing out in Mammoth, it's like mm-hmm. how it recalibrates your mind. Like that's how that's how hiking is for me. I feel, um, I always feel like we deprive, as just, as humans, we deprive our, our natural being and uh, surroundings, our nature. And we have learned that this is comfort, comfort is being in a home. Mm-hmm. and it's really not that's the most unnatural thing you know and it's uh, and I think like as you're kind of you're kind of going through that um, for me like when I'm out in nature like it's just I reset and
1: then everything feel, feels good I think uh, yeah. Nightmare had something to say yeah I was just going to say a uh, question from the chat uh, birthday getaways uh, any recommendations from you guys from question from the chat birthday,
3: birthday getaways. getaways Yeah. Uh, I, if you've ever been to ha- if uh, I don't know as a Ooh. personal hiker because I, I I would recommend. Uh, I also have this on our YouTube channel. You can check it out. Uh, it's a video where uh, we went to a place called Havasupai Falls, and if you look it up, it's called Havasupai Falls for short, but Havasupai. And it's a next. It's pretty much the entry level of the the enter the entry of the Grand Canyon. And if you look it up, it it's literally like paradise. But you can actually drive there. You don't have to worry about quarantine or flying, uh, depending on where you're you're living. They're not hiking. They're not hiking. So they're not hiking. Yeah. There's a helicopter that takes, you, that takes you there, but you can check it. I would say, I'd say Havasu Falls, is like, um, I don't know, it's hard with, with COVID right now. I
2: feel like a lot of people talk about Cancun, especially even during pandemic. So, I mean, don't they talk, call like Ted Cruz, like Ted, Ted Cancun or something yeah. like that too? So I hear a lot of people talk about Cancun. That seems like a pretty awesome place for a birthday. But if you're on a budget and once this pandemic is like cleared and everyone's safe, uh, I would highly recommend uh, a cruise ship, either to, uh, especially out here. I think you have the option of like Alaska, but uh, like if you're young and you're on a really tight budget, Ensenada Cruise is pretty fun because yeah. like you, you can travel with your friends, get drunk, have a good time, and most of the stuff is already paid besides like uh, you got to buy alcohol or pay for a soda car and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, you have a great time on the ship. And then you can dock and have more fun at like, papas and beer and stuff yeah. with your friends. And it's relatively a lot cheaper than, like, going somewhere, uh, even, like, Vegas, and paying for, like, oh bar tabs man. out there. Because, yeah, I mean, stretch. you get $2 beers off the dock, you know? Yeah, that's stretch on that TJ stretch. Yeah.
3: It's, like, Rosarito, Ensenada, um, Porto... puerto Yeah, that puerto puerto. one. Yeah, because they're, they're known for, puerto. like, puerto. and the food there. Yeah. it's cheap
2: food you just have to worry and about you, the. you could blow up of pumpkins you know with fire illegal fireworks yeah, i mean it sounds like a blast to me <laughs> for a birthday party so and it, it, it is cheap for to go on that cruise so um but yeah i would be concerned about the COVID theme though because if something happens on the ship like you're stuck on the ship and that sense. was like a thing wasn't it it when was, it was yeah, when it really first started cool stretch, yeah that. so that's a bit scary but it is fun i would say that
3: also during this border crisis i don't know well, the yeah, sales guy... Thing you're driving through the... Yeah. You know, with the, what's going on right now? That's like, true. Yeah. Why, Why does you, my I just suitcase weigh it. so much? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, like, the sales guy and me, too, when we docked off and they have, like, a little marketplace there with, like, all these small vendors, dude, the sales guy and me came out and I just haggled with everyone on deals and getting ponchos. Like, i get a... a uh, what? They were trying to charge me $30 for a poncho. I got for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. Because I just carried a wad of cash, but it was all $1 bills. So when... Um, or no, sorry. I put the $1 bills in my wallet and I put all my big bills in my pocket or in my sock and I just kept it there. So whenever I knew I wanted to buy something, ask them how much. Um, I would usually already know the price going in, but I would still play dumb and ask them how much and they'd say like 30. And I'd open my wallet and count the money. I'm like, shoot, I only have 10. I'd walk away and they'd say, okay, ten's fine. Yeah. Okay, so exactly. tip to you guys, chat, okay? <laughs> if you go to Ensenada, you can always haggle pricing. Um, and my other tip is, don't drink their water unless it's bottled up, yeah. um, and don't use their ice. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so a couple of segments that we're going to talk about today, we are going to kind of break down individually and discuss just a little bit of what um, our logo is and like what it means to us. We uh, obviously, if you look at the logo, we've got uh, a bunch of different animals on there. We got different things that mean something to somebody, um, and we're going to talk about our Junto question of the week. Uh, as well as get uh, everyone's take on the uh, blockbuster hit Velocipaster, uh, which if you haven't if you haven't watched, is uh, is definitely worth the hour and ten minutes. But um, i want to go ahead and uh, I want to get Goichi's take on his uh, on his logo, um, an animal chose the or his animal that he chose for our logo and what it means to him, real quick.
2: So. Initially, for me, my my spirit animal is technically a sea otter, but as far as a, a, a appealing looking uh, animal <laughs> or something that kind of fit in with everyone's logo, uh, my second option was uh, a squid, and I guess I just chose that because uh, I I enjoy I I love the ocean. I feel like I was always born a fish out of water, or uh, in in my past lives I may have been a, some type of sea animal, but i like i think squids are pretty awesome they're you know they're swift in the ocean and they have uh mm-hmm. multiple tentacles and i think that's cool because one i'm japanese so i think uh some people can relate to you know the the <laughs> porn industry in japan with tentacles but the other cool thing is like mul- i'm a multitasker <laughs> wow. uh, i don't know can if you i'm explain good explain that <laughs> <laughs> i don't i you know i know we're still a mature audience here but i, Jesus, I, I don't feel like it <laughs> it's in my heritage it's in my blood i i can't do anything about it okay i'm japanese american i'm cursed so anyways uh also i see it as like anytime there's like a squid or octopus on on a movie like they're always like the multitasker and i feel like i'm a huge multitasker i may not be good at it but i do it a lot um my wife can uh vouch for that (laughs) when i'm not listening and i'm multitasking and i think i can listen uh so yeah, that's kind of why I picked it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, plus it looks cool at the top of our logo, um, yeah. and that's that's pretty much it. Oh, and Rocket Power. Uh, they call the guy Squid um, from Rocket Power. He's a goalie, and he's kind of like the black sheep of the group. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm like the black sheep of the group, but at times, like uh, there's certain things that I'm just like I'm not in sync with the guys at, in the in the Junto group with like movie references and jokes and. Um, so I think at times I could be squid and I don't, I love playing goalie too in hockey. So we still, we still love you.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, I you're still, it. you're still one of us. Uh,
2: about, <laughs> I'm trying to fit in. How about,
0: how about for yourself beef? Where do you, where, what's, what's your part of the logo? Uh, and why did you choose it? What does it mean to you?
3: So I think, uh, mine was, a mine was a Hawk and a Falcon. Um, uh, it wasn't my first choice, <laughs> but it was definitely my second choice. Uh, when I looked up, so I, I didn't, I was like looking up animals and like I, you know, I, I do a lot of hiking, so nature wise, like bear, a bear, I, I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. Um, just how a bear a bear works, like how it, it it works with its young and and um, like if you read about bears and the way they are with family and how they protect family, uh, it's always been a big thing to me and and how, um, not necessarily the size or reference to the physical features, but that's always been a big thing. to I me. Mean, bears also got the the personality that it doesn't want to fight, but if you put it in the wrong if you come at it, it will take you on and bears never are aggressors. They're they're typically, you have to set them off. So if Mm -hmm. you ever watch like, like any shows on it. So, um, but since that was my first choice and my second choice was chosen, uh, the (laughs) Falcon, when I was looking up, um, a code, the code of ethics and the meaning. So if you guys take a look at our crest is old school, like, uh, you know, knights. if you, if you look at like every, every castle had, it, had its coat of arms, right? And it had its crest. And a lot of the times, like, families would, would base, you know, they would design it based on, like, their attributes or whatever they stood for. So if they were if they were by the sea, you know, you'd see a lot of sea references. If, if they were wooded if, and so on. And so for us, that's why we kind of went through the, the choice of doing animals because a lot of animals are on crests. And the one that um, I liked because of its meaning was a, a falcon and hawk slash hawk. And really what that is, is, uh, the meaning behind that is the person goes full force and, uh, see like go a hundred percent and sees it through. Um, and that's kind of the way I am as a person. I don't, I don't really, uh, see anything else other than like when I'm given something or I need to do something, I make it my own and I go a hundred percent at it until mm-hmm. like, until I kill it. And, um, and I've always been that way with, with, uh, like not only like tasks, but just work and, you know, uh, relatable stuff in life. And, um, like if you do something, you do it well and do the best you can. And so that, that's why it's meant a lot to me. So I'll pass it back to you, coach. Nice. Uh, I about yeah. your
0: spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, so the one, the one that was, uh, that I was allowed, to, that I was allowed to have, uh, was actually allowed. beefs first cruise, uh, with the bear, um, I don't know, bears, bears kind of always been, like, my favorite animal for m- many of the same reasons that beef just laid out, you know. Uh, no, uh, you know, bears are very protective. Um, I mean, without having, like, you know, gone up and, like, met a bear in the wild and, you know, talked with the bear about what its attitudes like, like, uh, it's generally seen as something that, uh, you know... It's, it protects, it, it gets aggressive when it protects and when it's provoked. Um, and I kind of always, I've always seen myself in the same light with my friends and my family. And, uh, I mean, I'm hairy like a bear. Uh, I like to eat a lot of food and go take long naps like a bear. So, uh, I figure that stuff also kind of plays in a little bit. Um, Should but,
2: uh,
0: yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that elusive Japanese Asian bear,
2: <laughs> a I'm panda called, bear.
1: coffee.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, forgot that was actually I forgot that was a thing. But uh, uh I mean, uh, beef, beef and Goichi and Nightmare. You guess we can all be we can all be like brother bears, like that movie, like the animated movie that came out. different, be different
2: types of bears. I'll just the say bears that. necessities. Uh, yeah, we, can,
0: <laughs> you know, we can be like the three the three big bears or something, but. Uh, Nightmare. I want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear about your choice uh, for, for your animal and what is like. What is yeah, the media? Why I choose
1: the four bear materials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my crest on the crest, I am the stag, and I did look up um, coat of arms, uh, animals and their meanings, and it really upset. Like, it's really upsetting me because the stag literally says one who will not fight unless provoked, and that. <laughs> <laughs> and hearing the bear comparison is is really is really um, kind of throw me through a loop now because I'm like, but it also says peace and harmony and strength and fortitude, and I feel like that's really what uh, I how I've lived my life is like. I'm not confrontational. I'm I'm very peaceful. Like I definitely try and see a different way than in fighting if I don't have to, um, and and through that harmony, I, I do find that their strength in that and that I feel like people appreci- like people close to me appreciate that. So that's why I chose the stag with, uh, for, to be my animal, my spirit animal.
0: Very nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, now I want to get, I
0: want to get to something, uh, for at least for, for nightmare, at least, uh, before he forgets about this, if he hasn't already. Uh, but our Junto question of the week, it was po- it's posted on, uh, Instagram. Uh, we try and get it out. Uh, on our personal pages, but also our uh, Junto page as well. Um, but our our uh, question of the week, um, and this is how originally written. This is how it is, and then we'll kind of explain. I'll kind of explain a little bit more, give it a little bit briefer uh, detail here. But um, lately, have you or I guess have you seen lately any observed or observed any defect in the laws of which it would be proper to move uh, the legislature or into legislature. Wow! Into legislation and make an amendment, uh, or do you know of any beneficial law that is wanting? Um, so essentially, uh, we're gonna have an Nightmare kick it off here. But you know, anything that any laws or anything that you see mm-hmm. that there's a glaring defect, or anything that we do that you think that we would need um, that's missing from society
1: right now. All right. So I was thinking about this, and it is not that it's it's already a part of the Bill of Rights but I don't think that it is being upheld and it is, it is the right to a speedy trial. Um, We as Americans have the right to a speedy trial. And that is, I feel like that's been taken subjectively with the government and the court systems and with uh, how the bail system works. And if you can't make bail, you're put in jail until your court case. And sometimes it could be months could be you know half a year until you're in front of a judge and you're just in jail when as an innocent person uh, you're you're you have the presumption of innocence uh, and you're, right. you're you're just hanging out in jail while you're waiting for your case to be heard i i feel like that is a gross um a gross overstep um and i think i think the uh the reason that is is because we have such a big a huge popula, uh, you know, huge, relatively huge population here. And there are, there's a lot of crime going on. And, uh, I feel like that there should be a faster, faster way to get people in and out of the court and say, all right, what, what are we like? We have to go through every bit of litigation. Lawyers will litigate any, any minor part of a case to keep you in jail or to, to get you out and it, it's it just becomes a big fight and every every little piece of evidence is I mean as it should be it should be um, looked over but to keep someone in prison that's pre- presumed innocent is I, I feel like that's wrong and every 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 um, every case is different right Because if you have someone that's a serial offender then yeah, maybe we should hold you and keep you under wraps. But if you have someone that's not had a lot of, a lot of crime, like not a lot of, not a big record. And it's for something that's not, that's out of character of them. And there's, and they're, of course, they're going to claim they're innocent. Then I, I don't feel like they should be sitting in jail for months on end, weeks on end. We should be able to get them in front of a judge say look what what are we doing here is there enough evidence to keep me in jail until until my until my hearing and if there's not then we let them go on there's got to be we have so much technology now how can we not stop someone from running how do we stop someone from committing more crimes after if they are guilty how do we stop them from committing more crimes while they're waiting a trial there's got it feels like a a bad a bad commercial. There's got to be a better way. Right. There's got to be something we can do in the in legally to uphold the right to a speedy trial and not hold someone indefinitely until some until some court can hear their case. That that's my that's my um, answer to a Junto question. I, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll, the, I'll even
0: look back that up because like as someone who's been on a on a jury like the i mean i was i've only been i've only had jury duty once knock on wood um but the one time i had jury duty i, I actually got put on i was actually in the uh, in the jury there for the trial and it's like the original the crime that they were like trying to figure this like crap out for was like taken place at least 12 years prior to when i had to do it it's like they've been literally going back and forth for 12 years like granted the person wasn't um It was she wasn't in custody or in jail or anything, but it was literally them like trying to keep retrying the same shit over and over again, and like from different like points of view, and like then this was literally like their like their hail mary, their last thing to like get her on something, and then they like it didn't add up. It was such bullshit. It was like it shouldn't even have been allowed to like for them to come back in the way they did. Because I was like, dude, they they literally tried the same evidence like a bunch of different times or something. It was just like this is clearly like crap and a waste of everyone's like taxpayer money and just time. I was like, this is a waste of my time. I could have been working today. So
1: that's another one is, is, is is appeals. Like once you're, once you're ruled guilty and actually me and beef were talking about uh, to make a murderer. Once you're, once you're um, ruled guilty the first time, the appeals process is so painful. Even when it's obvious that there was a decision, a decision made that was wrong with the introduction of introduction of new evidence because you have to not only do you have to prove that that what you did that you weren't the one that do it did it you have to prove that not prove sorry you have to present someone else another suspect like mm. that there should be it should be i i didn't do it here's the evidence that i didn't do it let me go like and then yeah and then you go to your job and find and out who did it and then the and then the state can keep and then the state or the feds can keep appealing that. It's just a back and forth. Like they really want once they once the ruling is made, they want to keep you in jail, even no matter what evidence comes forward. Right. It's, we want because they don't want to look that's because I think it's because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to look like they and they don't want to look bad. And then they don't want to pay out the wrongful, wrongful <laughs> conviction lawsuit. That's inevitable. The whole idea. Right. Yeah, I'm going to pass it over.
3: Yeah, the whole the whole thing that you were talking about, uh, Coach, was the like the jury picking. I I've been part of that too. And what I find funny is have you guys been have you guys been out on the?
1: I've been. I haven't been. I haven't served on a jury, but I've I've gone to jury the, duty.
2: Oh, hey, did you did you go into a courtroom? Yes. Did you go, have you been? In a I've lived through a ten year divorce of my parents, so I I'll say that our court systems are flawed, and I totally understand where all you guys are coming from. It came to the point. Long story short, it came to the point where. Not only did, my brother and I were old enough to be adults and not, not be part of it, but um, since my sister was underage, they hired a lawyer for her, for my dad, and for my mom. And it came to a point after like several years of my parents going through divorce <clears throat> for me to attend the court and see what's going on to be the mediator between my parents behind the scenes because the court wasn't doing anything other than sucking the life and money out of my parents and my family. Yeah, To business. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I realized, you know what? None of us are going to walk away here surviving, like through the courts, if we keep at this rate. So, one of my parents had to give in, you know, and just settle. And it it was just disgusting because every time I went to the court, one of the lawyers, one out of the three freaking lawyers, would not show up or would find an excuse to postpone and then prolong uh, the divorce case. So, it's just. It's like working on our government, right? Yeah. Like, our government purposely. Stalls things out.
3: Mm-hmm. They spend mm-hmm. their budget, yeah. and it's it. There's no incentive to push it f- faster, so it's really a business to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what so, do they care about us? Yeah, it's like they make money, and it's and it, yeah, like it's, it's
1: it's taxpayer money. Like, yeah, uh, talking about the government. Yeah, not not other, <laughs> not other, uh, not other, not individual personal lawyers, but the government runs on taxpayer dollars, and if they're, and if they're if if the government is prosecuting you, their DA is getting paid. I assume by, by taxpayer money and your personal lawyer is getting paid hourly to represent you to go over evidence and the DA is going over evidence Mm -hmm. and you're just, you just sit up in a, in a jail cell with actual criminals or you're in $500,000, you know, worth of bail debt. Mm -hmm. And
2: and it's funny the people who are like causing these issues in court or causing the delays mainly lawyers and other political people. But it's funny because there's no repercussions for them like abusing yeah. that power. Yeah, it's a safety. It's ridiculous. Completely. Yeah. Because I was on a,
3: so I was gonna say about because Spencer brought up the jury duty. Is uh, I went in and I, I said like uh, I had a, I had a kid that did a he got a DUI and he hit someone and killed him. Oh. Okay. And I, I was straightforward and I said it they the, the kid was there. And the, what I found really horrible about this system was they interview you, right, to see mm-hmm. if you have any prejudice or not. But essentially, the jury, mem- the uh, lawyers, the d- the district attorney, or the the defendant, defending mm-hmm. attorney, are able to, they are able to craft the jury based on how who they think will vote their way before wow. the, before yeah. a case is even yeah. done. Like you're you're just told like, hey, this person did this crime, and you're getting interviewed. And I I get. I get that they're trying to remove prejudice but they're they've t- they took it to an extreme where like I can shape whoever I want based on like so what yeah. I what I said and it ended up kind of screwing me because the judge knew I was uh, a smart ass is I said that anyone that drinks and drives um, is a piece of shit and I looked at the guy when I said it <laughs> and I looked at the kid straight and then the kid like looked down and it's like you know I I've i there's not a part of me that feels bad because he you know he took someone's life, but in my mind I did it so I got kicked off for the bias and then they forced me to come back for another eight hours after that. Oh yeah, I was it was at four o'clock mm. and I was about to be done and I was like that so it teaches you don't be a smart ass with the system. But uh but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Like I think uh, I think no one ever talks about that. Um that you just brought that at the speedy trial. So I think I think that's a good one for sure.
0: Yeah. That was definitely I definitely my jury trial, uh I had a guy got out so fast because literally they said you know, do you have any uh, like prejudices or anything? And the guy just goes, "I am racist," and like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like that's all he said. He just said it straight up, and he looked yeah. at he looked at a, he looked the attorney like right in the eye when he said that. And the judge, she was like a pretty chill lady. Uh, she was just like she kind of like laughed, but <laughs> like, but it was like. The guy literally said that, and then like, oh, like who's the first people that you want to go? And literally, both the lawyers just said number nine or like whatever it was. Like that, that guy's like, I was like, dude, I gotta take a page out of that guy's book. Uh, <laughs> but it stuck, because I got put on I got put on reserve, and then like basically like, oh, when we kick these three people that's off, sense. you get you put in there, and you can't get taken out. I was like, son of a bitch, like
3: that's what but, uh, I I feel like when he brings up like uh, Bill Rice mm-hmm. and stuff. Like those are things that. Shouldn't get shouldn't get really uh, touched, but I'm gonna take an extreme one. I don't know. I don't know if he went to the bathroom or not. He had a call. Oh, he had a call. Yeah, so, dude. so I'm gonna go. Hopefully, he'll jump in. So, I think something that's uh, illegal that I think is really unfair and causes way more damage than than uh, than what the law was supposed to was intended for is uh, elite as uh, uh, prostitution. I think prostitution needs to be legalized federally. And statewide on every state <laughs> and i'll explain um i'll use um i did i want to say before i go into this i did a whole report on this um and uh there's a, a famous uh lawyer and i think she had her own tv show named gloria all red i don't know if you guys are That's familiar with yeah. her um she she's actually an advocate for getting rid of prostitution and um and so when i you know i grew up uh, i i am catholic and uh my my college professor was uh catholic as well and she said by the time she got the end of this paper she made her re i made her rethink how to look at the ethical um oh. distinction of, of like what legal making prostitution illegal uh does to people and so um mm. my here's my take on it is that and i don't have the numbers the percentages but they uh but um what i did is i used vegas which is it's illegal um in the city lines of Vegas. Uh, and this is from memory. It's, I think mm-hmm. it's still this way. But Nevada is legal, but it, once you go into the city lines of Vegas, it's mm-hmm. illegal to be for prostitution. Mm-hmm. Which obviously it's still, regardless. So like any any crime, that's considered a crime is why why something's considered a crime is our law says it's a crime, right? So like you right. you could do anything. Like you could go over the speed limit. That's you just broke the law. It's a crime, right? <laughs> so it's like we, crime in my mind. Like when you look at what prostitution's done. Is most of the scenario most women that have to stem to to going to prostitution most of the time don't have a choice or they were they're put in in a terrible financial situation where they have a child and they're working multiple jobs. I think it was over 80% of prostitutes have uh, two to three jobs, so that goes to show you that them just working a normal life. uh, I think over I this is all memory, but over 60% have. it was around 60 or over 60 have a, at least one child. So mm-hmm. now sing and they're single moms on top of it. So you've got a single mom mo- working multiple jobs and the system, they can't, they can't survive in the system and everybody's got, you know, everyone's like most me being Catholic. My parents would say like, Oh, well they could always find another job like dignity wise and plays mm-hmm. into it. But, but the reality is, is that they're going to do it regardless whether it's legal or not. And, mm-hmm. And so when you look at uh, prostitution pr- as a whole, you're essentially saying, no, hey, you're, if you tell if the cops now can – cops in the, the same justice system we were talking about go at, can go after prostitutes, you're now putting these vulnerable women who are single moms who should be taking care of our cho- their children, working three jobs and, and still paying taxation, and they're just doing what they can to survive. Yeah. You're, now they have a pimp, right? right. You put them under that. The second thing is if I if I am a a man that engages in with a prostitute and I know it's illegal, the they' they are not protected by you know any mean or forms. If you think about the scenario in, in a bedroom with a yeah, man, yeah. They, they can you know do the most horrible things to these women or men, or men mm-hmm. vice versa, and they're subjected to the the discretion of the, their customers. The customers, because it's illegal, don't get vetted out. STIs or SCDs, whatever they call it now, are not being really looked at. You can you can actually make a claim that STIs will go down because you're going to see a lot. If if we legalize it, you can put it as a government. You can put it as a sorry, not a government agency. You can aid, agent. It can be in agencies. You can have agencies that specialize in it as escort services. You can have it get taxed so it helps the government, and then essentially these women are protected. They're, they're literally, they can have security around that. The men, the men are screened or women are screened that use the services. So ultimately for me, I think it's really unlawful that prostitution is illegal, not because from a moral standpoint or what I, what I believe in that, but from what the reality is, is that regardless one way or another, it's going to take place and you're the only people you're really hurting when you do, when you're making prostitution, um, illegal Essentially, there's are these women that are are in hard times, and I I'm a hundred percent against that. Like I'm I think, pretty sure
2: your theory's been proven in somewhere in the EU where it's legal, where they even have like stop and go booths. Amsterdam. With, I mean you got yeah you got the red light district.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, I mean they,
2: they even give you condoms in that booth, like when you hire a prostitute and do your thing in these booths mm-hmm. and that are public. Well, it's so, a
1: it's a freedom issue too. Like that's a victim. That, that's no, let me just grab this real quick. That's. In, in the ideal scenario that's a victimless crime like the idea of a man going to a woman that's willing to accept money for mm-hmm. sex you know the outside stuff the outside factors of a pimp um, drug use etc I think I feel like that's why it's illegal but mm-hmm. the freedom well, issue I
3: think because it's illegal yeah because it's illegal it creates that scenario definitely I am yeah. on your oh, side like yeah. yeah it creates that pimp pimps take advantage because they need protection mm-hmm. and then if they if it was legal they wouldn't need a pimp they'd have true security yeah that you know you'd have like i mean honestly like we we would apply to those jobs because you want to protect those those people mm-hmm. but you're allowing if it's on if it's unlawful you're now allowing these guys to these people to protect them protect protect and it's like they don't they don't have to follow they are they already know what they're doing they have the advantage on the lady where i know you're doing something illegal mm-hmm. so you can, I can hit you There's if no, I want no, or, no, Plus if it's no illegal recourse.
2: too, you're only going to get the bad, the baddest people. Of that yeah, person. exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, that's a good, another good point. Like people that are lawful, lawful and abiding, mm-hmm. they might, you might get a lot. Um, that, that's another good, that's another good argument. If they are law abiding citizens yeah. and they saw it, they would, they'd be more comfortable and you're not getting, again, I think what's cool about it is you can price it like how we price probably like things like marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. If you want crappy marijuana, it's like a prostitute. You want a crappy prostitute? <laughs> you gotta pay five bucks. But well, if you, wanna, quality you
1: want quality over quantity, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's the only fan. Like you have like
0: Yelp reviews.
2: Yeah, But like, well, that's where you like. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, with, but that's you're going to talk about. It. But
1: that's only. That's basically OnlyFans. Is it proved that? I mean, that, pretty much. You know, law like law-abiding citizens making a conscious choice whether we agree with it or not morally. But they yeah. have the they have the ability to make the conscious choice to sell their bodies. Mm-hmm. And in a sterile environment in one man pays for the services of one woman, that is a victimless crime.
0: Yeah. And vice versa, too, like woman that pays for the services of a yeah, man. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean look at uh, Deuce Bigelow, he did it.
3: Yeah. That's a big, big... Rest in peace, Rob Schneider. Yeah.
0: I heard he's a carrot. A carrot. <laughs> Rob
3: Schneider is a carrot. Uh,
0: I think that those um, I think that those are like all very good points and I think like the fact that we tackled like parts of the Bill of Rights uh, is actually pretty important because I w- I could honestly I think we could probably say like for the most part like the Bill of Rights is coming under attack especially nowadays mm-hmm. um, and I think that's definitely a problem that that's like that people are w- willingly asking the government to take their own given rights away from them mm-hmm. and like they're asking to be less free while claiming that they're not free um, that's just my hot take on that. But, uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to kind of transition into, uh, into a, our first time doing this segment, um, experts versus amateurs. Did I miss Gary?
2: No, Go I'm okay. You. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, sorry. Did you, did you have one you wanted to try? Well, well I kind chime of chimed in? in with you guys about the court system being slow. I'm like totally on board with that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's flawed, right? And how, how, how do we improve
3: federally it? federally with marijuana?
2: So my, my... Take with marijuana in general is uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, legal. Legalize it for all. We kind of (laughs) all assumed
1: that Garrett would. Look, we talk about world peace
2: all the time, and what's going to what's going to create that? Obviously, music doesn't bring us all together. You know, it's proven that it hasn't done that. But I promise you, if we can come together as one and we can legalize marijuana, you know, and maybe have a party with some shrooms on the weekend, (laughs) you know, I think the world would be a better place, and we can communicate a lot better and. We respect one another um, and we'd be on the same level in a sense. So I think everyone needs to get on board with, uh, you know, legalizing marijuana and sing kumbaya. And that's pretty much it yeah, Just that's... one
0: giant hot box under a huge tent.
2: <laughs> and that's the victimless crime thing that, you know, yeah. Andrew, like,
3: I think like when we, if you really just assess like every type of crime, I mean, you do prostitution, you really go across the board and a lot of things where you're like...
1: Gun ownership.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah gun ownership. It's like a lot of things where it's like... If this doesn't impact and it's, you know, there's two parties and they're okay with it or there's one party and they're doing mm-hmm. whatever they want. Like, like a lot of people are like, like suicide is technically illegal. Right. And it's like, why, why is that illegal? Like I, I think. I have an answer for
1: that. Yeah. So, so suicides, <laughs> suicides illegal because it gives, it gives police right the right to uh, enter your home and stop you from doing it to save you, to save your life.
2: But again, but again. But why is it yeah. their choice to
3: say exactly? Your life? It's not their choice. It's not the government's choice to tell me this is my life. I live yeah. it, and it's my liberty to choose. I'm just telling you why.
1: I'm oh gonna... no, no!
3: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I get what they're. Yeah. What the, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that I feel like they write where, but, but it's, it's like, like it's yeah. just like,
2: I mean, drugs are bad. Okay, but marijuana. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, okay. it's it's God's gift from the ground. <laughs> so th- what I would say is like at the end of the day, if if uh, let's say someone's purchasing drugs for their own personal use and it's not being distributed to anyone else it's just for their own personal use right Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's their choice that's their given right to to make that choice for themselves it's their body right like these people aren't living in their body they're not living their day-to-day lives they're not dealing with their struggles if people have certain vices and like that's the path they're going then i mean that's the path they've chosen right like we're lucky enough to be within a country with you know that gives us the freedom within limitations i'd say um, but we do have that freedom to make choices and I think at the end of the day we should be given that right to to have that choice as dark as certain things are like suicide you know or or overdosing on drugs that that is a horrible thing but um I think we're all given the power to have strong minds and strong willpower and it's up to that individual to make those choices for themselves I mean obviously um you know i'm pro marijuana, but i've been you know there's been times where I've been offered certain things like Uh, Cocaine and I I'm proud to say that I've never done it. I'm I don't judge anyone who does do it either Mm -hmm. I think that's the same thing with religion. It's your choice at the end of the day to each his own Mm -hmm. I'm not going to you know look at you differently or, or talk to you differently just because you act a certain way believe in a certain thing or or do Something on your own at the end of the day I know who you are as a person if you are my friend and you know it's it's the people you keep close in your circle that would Um, help you get out of those type of dark times and dark situations so I think that's what it's about too it's like you know if you think about this pandemic it's really closed us off from the outside world but at the the same time that could be a choice as well because there are ways to communicate with others gaming online streaming hanging out with friends in in closed confined like healthy areas um, where everyone is you know doesn't have COVID Um, it's always a choice and I think it's up to that individual to rise above everything and make that choice for themselves so
0: yeah, I think all good stuff. Yeah, that was, um,
2: that was a really good segment.
0: That was, I yeah. yeah. Actually, that was, that was, I mean, I think, we, I think that we definitely, like, if we dissected a lot of stuff, we could definitely come up with, like, a ton more uh, Three things. hours I think, a day you know, day. I know that that's all, like, stuff that, like, kind of, like, hits us, like, personally. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, Beef talked about, like, he, like, you know, he's done a paper on this stuff before, and he's, like, made this argument. And, uh, I know for Goichi, I know that's a, I know that's a big topic for you. Uh, and I think it's, I think that's definitely something that's like gaining traction in the world today. And I think it just, it's become, that's something that's become like part of our, part of our lives. That's like part of like the social fabric for right now. Um, good
2: job, New York, for passing the law on legalizing yeah. marijuana. So I appreciate that. Good bad, job. It finally,
0: finally did something right in New York.
2: One bad, state <laughs> at a time, baby. Bad
1: job on Joe yeah. Biden for firing <laughs> staffers for using marijuana. <laughs> Yeah, well, he kept one. Coach,
0: did you have a? Did you have one? Did we? Did we give him one?
1: Um, I did think I think,
0: with, yeah, kinda, I think my thing is kind of, I think my kind of thing is just kind of overreaching or overarching to like the entire bill of rights. Like, is it, just like my my issue that I have is like people willing willingly asking the government to take away their their rights and doing that basically applying it to everybody else who doesn't want their rights taken away, like myself. Um, and making trying to make people feel awful for not wanting their freedoms and their rights taken away um and it's like hey if you want to i mean my whole stance on a lot of stuff is if you want to do something and it's within you know the rights and it's not like illegal you know it's not it's not harming somebody else or affecting somebody else negatively like go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. but don't expect me to conform to Uh, what you think is best for you because you think it should be best for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do what I want for myself. And um, it's not necessarily law. I think it's just more of a mindset right now, as of right now um, with a lot of people is just that they, they think that there's a problem with, with a, with a lot of things in the system when there's really not just because they disagree with how it affects them or they're fine with, letting somebody else do something in their life for them. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they see it as a problem that other people want to live their life and make their own decisions about mm-hmm. like, you know just doing anything in life. And so I think that's kind of more that's kind of more my stuff and for right now it's not super specific but um you know I don't know a lot like crazy stuff I think is going to happen in the rest of 2021. Uh some wild crap keeps happening every every month. Uh we we keep having something stupid happen so Uh, I'm sure when we do this segment again at another point, or if we bring stuff to an update, I'm sure I'll have something that's a little bit more specific in terms of um, how it affects me or what I'm thinking about at that time. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, I do want to get to I do want to get to our expert amateur, um, and not just because um, apparently because I'm the expert this week. uh, Big sheriff in town, man. Yeah, but um, so we're gonna do expert versus amateurs. Uh, We want to talk about um, we want to basically have a subject matter for whoever is, uh, you know, for either whoever's hosting or, um, if we got something that's on our minds this week and we know someone is going to be, uh, more informed or, you know, has more of a, a standing in a certain subject matter. And, uh, you know, we talked about, we, we can talk about stuff where maybe the three, three of us or two of us in the group here are interested in that. And we're just trying to like get into something, but we have a member of the group that's a little bit more, uh, well-rounded more knowledgeable about something so like this week for myself i'm going to be the expert um and we're going to talk about um just kind of like training weightlifting um however you want to you know want to top it or you want to call it uh working out um it's it's definitely something like in the industry it's like for coaches like for myself like weightlifting in itself is like a sport so um i don't take it personally when people like see weightlifting and they're like oh that's that's just lifting or vice versa. Um, but for me, it's interesting that, like, coaches that do take that personal. Like, there's people that, like, are a weightlifting coach. And if you, if you don't call it weightlifting, they just tell you, like, get the hell out of my gym. Like, I never want to see your face ever again. Uh, I'm not that serious about it um, because I understand what people, like, are talking about in this realm. Um, but, that's no, for me, sad. like, it's uh, – what's that?
2: I was just going to say that's kind of sad because you know it it really is an advocate for that sport and be they should be open to educating people who may not know i mean that's the same thing with how poker players are if you're a poker player who just shits on like amateurs all day and just bullies them they're never going to come back to your sport and guess what they're not going to support the sport you love you know and i feel like that's the same with weightlifting
3: the other cool thing about uh being a sport is Um, when it's accredited too, Mm. you actually get to, I mean, I know that there's like, you know, there's schooling what, you know, coach you went through, um, and you got accredited. But a big thing too, is like using things like YouTube. Like Mm. I, I work off of a Mm. lot of like, I don't, I don't watch like, you know, no disrespect to any of these Instagram or, um, you know, big YouTubers. But when I actually watch a lot of save videos on YouTube, I'm watching professional athletes like Olympic style lifts where when, especially when I'm doing something for the first time, uh, if I don't have anyone, like coach, if you're not lifting with me, um, like I, I, I lift pretty regularly uh, just for the, for the group. Like uh, I do really enjoy it, but I wouldn't say like, I I'm sure that anyone that comes to the gym with me can tell me, especially if coach came with me, he could tell me my forms off in almost every lift I do. Um, so I'm not, I wouldn't say I take it that seriously. I think I take it seriously enough where I don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't, you know, I don't want to, cause I've hurt myself like doing, you know, deadlifts and all these, these crazy ones where it like, you you know, coach earlier said sleeping, sleeping wrong could, you know, hurt my back. It's like, yeah, I remember there's so many times where I tweaked myself and I, it took like a week for me to heal up on it. So, um, I just wanted to just kind of say that, you know, me coming into it, I appreciate, like, I appreciate the art of that and the, the sport of it because, um, without those people, like, you know, you're following just all these people on YouTube or on these, these, you know, not really trained people on on how to lift. And so when I go to YouTube and it's like, I actually find an Olympic lifter or someone, someone that's extremely like they're, they're, they have certifications up Mm -hmm. the butt. I, I, you know, that's, that means way more to me. Um, and I actually take the time to listen. Um, You know, and and so it's it's been fun watching Coach uh, because I've known Coach for a long time and it's been fun to watch him uh, get accredited and watch him take, you know, work on his craft, at what he's doing. Um, Not to kiss your butt, but but yeah, I I, I don't know why. I think it's really wrong that people don't. It's kind of an insult because I think lifting is I mean, if you do like like I think about, you know, jerks, um, cleans. Things that, like, man, you could really hurt yourself when you're doing it. It's like, that's more of a sport than swinging a baseball bat to me. You know, like, like I could swing a baseball bat back and forth. I mean, you could hurt yourself doing
2: that, but, like, even a tennis racket. Like, I mean, you're talking to a kid who grew up in SoCal playing hockey, inline roller hockey all his life, and never, uh, it was never acknowledged as a real sport in any of my schools.
3: Yeah, I, there's a lot of that, in, in, especially in high schools. Yeah. Yeah, like.
0: Totally yeah. get that, man.
3: But yeah, I didn't mean to. to I wanted to add contribute to your.
0: No, no, I appreciate it. You no, know, because it's it's definitely a thing. Like, uh, like as someone who's in the industry, who's someone who's a coach, and like, I mean, I had to get certifications. I had to go to school for. You know, I had to work on stuff as in internships. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, not everybody feels the same, but um, it's definitely one of those things where it's like you, like family and friends, they, they you know they they when, they when you get roped into like another part of the profession that you don't do um like this is just me but there's nothing wrong with whoever has like whatever certifications they want but like for me personally when someone's just like oh like what do you do and i tell them i'm a strength and conditioning coach or, I'm, you know i went to school for this and they're like oh that's like personal training and i'm like no it's uh <laughs> i mean you know, like yes, we I, I write programs for athletes versus like someone's grandma who wants to come in. And um, there's, I mean, they're like, like I had mentioned, like the weightlifting coaches. You know, if you if you don't call it weightlifting, or if you say something by the name, they, they get pissed. Like there are some things that like I I take the wrong way as like a coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I hate when people use the word tone, um, to, for like something or. You know, just, like, there's a there's a whole bunch of, like, workout myths and uh, cliche shit to say that people say it, and it's just, like, it's just, as someone who's, like, in your industry, like, it rubs you the wrong way. Just, like, I'm sure I say stuff um, in somebody else's realm when they hear me say it, and they're, like, God, this guy is, like, so uneducated, or, you know, it's, like, man, is he purposely trying to piss me off by saying it wrong? Um, but, you know, someone who's in it, like, I just, like, my big announcement for everyone is that, like, every... This is something that's literally open to everybody. Everybody can do it. Everybody can learn. Um, everybody's at a different level. Um, it's it's one thing that I know people are scared because they don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to feel self conscious about stuff. But it's like you go to a gym and you look at the biggest guy in there. It's like that guy wasn't born two sixty five solid muscle. Like most, I mean, some of those a lot of those guys are like probably on some sauce, uh, taking steroids anyway. But like those guys worked their ass off to get where they're at regardless of on steroids or not it's like they didn't come into the gym looking like that before like they they came in looking terrible at some point whether they were scrawny whether they were fat whether they were round short tall you know young or old and so it's like like to use a bunch of like different like cliche stuff it's like Rome wasn't built in a day you know you don't get fat in a day you don't get skinny in a day Um, I want to, there's a quote that I've always stuck with me from school from one of my mentors and one of my professors that I had. Um, He had said something, uh, people ask about like, what are the best exercises? And uh, he had said something to us in a class. It's like, there's no, there's no uh, right or wrong, or there's no good or bad exercises. There's only good or bad uh, interpretation or implementation of an exercise. So, um, you know, people go to the gym, and they work on stuff, and everyone looks at them like, oh, that looks stupid, or, you know, that person's, doing something that looks dumb or doesn't look like it's really helping. And it's like, you know what they, they're probably doing, they're doing it for whatever reason they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need. They just need a reason as to why you need to answer the why question for, for you. And it's like, when you, when anybody goes to the gym, they just got to answer their own. Why as to like, why they're being there. It's so like, what's your goal work on, you know, do stuff that actually gets to your goal, like correlates to like getting your goal accomplished, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I feel like for the most part, the gym is like a, supposed to be a judgment-free zone um there's there's assholes there let's be honest We all. I, I know beef and i have definitely encountered a late night uh 24 fitness uh sessions after work after closing we'd go and there'd still be some assholes there even though it was like a little empty but it's like you run into people you're just like i don't get like this person's like reason for being this way but um
3: a lot of it i feel like stems from insecurity uh, oh yeah absolutely. you know because I, I i personally like when I was growing up, uh, I got, like, I was talked to the, the uh, Long Live Junto group all the time about this, but, uh, you know, I got bullied a lot, like, a ton, where I was a very, very skinny kid, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I, I remember I was 100 pounds my freshman year in high school, and 100 pounds, 5'5", five, five, easy target, uh, don't speak well, and I remember lifting, like, I never worked on, like, my mental, the mental aspect about, the mental aspect of, of my uh the mental aspect side of things but i remember like it's so funny like our society i think our society is wrong for this but i also appreciate what weightlifting and um and you you know learning uh learning weightlifting pretty much uh because of that or or weightlifting i i would focus on getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and, you know uh, coach said it earlier about taking stuff i took a ton of shit when i was in high school and college i took I took stuff I didn't even know like what it did, and I cycled like it. vitamins. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, love, I love those. I love, yeah. But uh, but I mean, I I used weight to go back to like the whole, you know, jerks. Is that like now when I go to the gym because I'm I'm not as big as I once was in college. Um, you know, I've 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 gained a lot of uh, fat, you know, over the time because I, I sit at a desk all day and pretty much me is like my goals have changed completely where it's like. I just want to be able to get some cardio in and kind of work on my muscles a little bit. And you'll run into those people, but I empathize with them now. And I feel like for kids that if you have kids listening or high school or college kids, like, like what uh, Coach said about when you see the big dude that's two sixty five, you know, strong muscle is like if he's a jerk. He's he's going through a different kind of hell in his mind because to be able to they're they're masking that. And uh, I did that, you know, I used my muscles. And I never focus on my mental health. So I think I think the gym's a good such a good way, a healthy way of for people to uh and this is what I appreciate it. Like as it, I've always been amateur. I don't I don't have any certifications. I've gone with Coach a lot to twenty four hour fitness. Um I just also wanna do a seg- uh, coach coach has some good workout videos that he's gonna be posting on our YouTube channel. Uh you'll see him twice a week. So I I wanted to get that out there because – he, he's, you know, for anyone that's learning how to do the the lifts the right way, um, especially the sport, like, uh, you know, paying homage to the sport. He's got really good instructional videos that, um, you know, there are definitely things that I'm going to be using when I when I go to some of the workouts I haven't even seen before. So really cool stuff. But uh, but I want I'll finish on this note that um, you get those jerks there and you're like, I think that's what deter like deters a lot of people from going. They see that and me. Oh, just, yeah, just heard we had a we had a, a hand up for yeah. a nightmare on that one i just prefer lifting up quarter pounder burgers and two liter <laughs> it's a workout. Get that bicep going. <laughs> but yeah i am i have those of those guys now like if you go in and you see them like yeah. to treat them they're going if you're you're in the mindset like you're insecure about your body those dudes are still insecure about their bodies, but they're more insecure about what's in their mind. And, you know, and that's not always the case to everyone. Some of them are professional, but the ones that are mean, you know, mean-spirited or they're – I mean, you see that in everything. I don't know if anyone's ever been snowboarding, but I there's a lot of snowboarders that are – I'm sure every sport's got their – their fair share of there's, uh,
1: there's snobs in every
3: hobby
2: and every, every oh yeah bas- every facet. yeah guns like, right gun, guns dude, yeah. gun snobs oh god yeah. yeah that is so orders. true yeah i think that's the most intimidating thing for me not even the gym because i feel like even when i went with you to the gym like you can be in your own world right in a sense but mm-hmm. like guns i just feel like when you go to a driving range i feel like people judge you especially like if yeah, they have yeah. like a good loadout yeah and they come with like all their gear uh you know i don't know i just feel and then like they're watching you too on top of it yeah i i don't know i just I feel, feel like there is the a pressure too. there
3: i feel that way by the gym mm-hmm. like when you go solo like i used to feel that way all the time like especially the way the gyms are are uh, i hate the window or uh, not windows the mirrors and yeah. gyms. Yeah. i'm like why yeah. i get that it's supposed to but then it creates all this vein thing and then you're you can't ever look around because you look around and you make eye contact with every oh, single person yeah. and you're like you're like, and then like, you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys feel that oh, way, yeah. but I hate it. I'm like, yeah, I hate it that. Is, uh, yeah. I guess my you happen to my turn
0: name to name name a certain <laughs> area where like some guy's girlfriend is bending over, deadlifting, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like squatting, and it Accidently, now looks like right, right, his girlfriend's ass, <laughs> yeah. and he's wearing like shorts with like a half inch inseam on them, and the guy's like, "Bro, you want to fight?" Or it's yeah. like, yeah. And you're like, no, I just want to get bicep curls in and go home and go get like my nectar or I want to go drink my protein shake. But, you know, Lord,
2: Lord, uh, Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, right. Yeah. Or I would just say I'm here to look at the gym town buffet and I have steak at home. (laughs) So just calm down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I think uh, I think for me, like as a coach, like it's definitely been something. So, like, at, like my time through college, like for undergrad and grad school, um, I've met some people. You know, I've uh, I've had classes with people that have either like dated gym owners, or you know, they started competing, they started a club at Cal State Fullerton or something like that, and um, it's just kind of branched out. and Then you, you start getting into like people's social media and stuff. You find out like more uh, pages that are like minded. You find out more gyms that are opening up. You find out who owns them and they have connections um but i would say for like um kind of like as like a parting like piece of advice for some for for anybody that's like looking to start somewhere like uh like reach out reach out to those gyms like a lot of these like private gyms whether it's a weightlifting gym or powerlifting gym or both or whatever like they one they stay open by having memberships so like They're not. They're not turning people. If they're ever turning people away, it's strictly because of like a capacity thing, and not just because you probably are a beginner and like don't know anything. Like they thrive on on teaching people. Like they have classes to teach people how to uh, how to weightlift correctly, how to get better at certain things, and you know it's it's designed to 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 garner interest in the sport, and like that's how they stay alive. That's how these people like stay open. That's how they feed their families is by you know, building a community and building a family through this stuff. So it's, 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 it seems intimidating because it's hard to walk into something and one admit that you're, that you don't know anything about it or you don't know how to do it well. And then you have to do that in front of people who are, I mean, there's going to be people to watch you. Um, And it's a very hard thing to do. It's very public. Um, It's very out there in the open. And, uh, but I would, I would definitely recommend it. I would, you know, I can't stress enough to like reach out to those gyms Um, if you're in the orange County area or if you're in Southern California in general from, you know, LA down to the Mexican border, uh, you know, reach out to reach out to Junto. Um, I might have some places or know some places that like you could probably check out. That might be a good breeding ground for, uh, making some friends and building some new family members and getting that stuff in. Um, but it's, I think it's just important to reach out and and, like start that stuff. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't get to where you're going, by like by never starting that, or you can't get to where you want to be by never starting your journey. You know, you gotta you gotta start somewhere. So um, the best thing I think to do is just kind of jump in and take it day by day. After that, so yeah,
3: I think I think oh no no that no, that no, 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 no. no. was I was gonna say because uh, I've known like I said I I've watched uh, Coach go through all of this and it's like um, I guess I've never really I kind of thinking about it I never really asked you questions. I would, when we go to the gym, I would, I'd kind of get your feel or especially workouts that I wasn't comfortable with. But, um, going through like college and masters, like, um, when you lift on your own, do you treat it? So you have your, you have your, your job, right? Where you're, 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 um, essentially working with athletes, but when you're working, when you're, when you're working out, like, so after, before 24, it doesn't matter where. Uh, your, your, you know, your house doesn't, doesn't matter where, like how do you, did you see a change because I'll speak for myself as a person that like I treat, I, you know, I treat work as work, right? Like it's like, Hey, I log on, I go, you know, very responsible, make sure clients are updated account managers. Like I treat it like very, a a very certain way when you lift, when you're doing like when I work out though, like I, I treat it as like, I guess a hobby, but uh, a means to an end. Right. But like when, like I said, when I work out, I don't treat the actual workout. Like if I do, if I do a squat, I don't. I'm more, I'm more happy with myself that I got the ten reps done than I mm-hmm. am without carrying out the form. So I guess right. I always wondered, like, uh, and I saw, I saw some, I, I also saw it in you too when we worked out. But I was just uh, for the, for the viewers, like, how did that change when you were like going through high school, working out to like college and learning the right techniques and then and then going through your masters and then now you know, as a as a um, a strength and conditioning coach like where that's your job how do you when you're by yourself still like how do what do you do you still treat it as a job when you're working out like i just i'm just kind of curious
0: um i'll be i'll be honest there's some stuff that i definitely cheat on like when i work out on my own um like there's some things where i'm just like i like you know like i tell athletes uh, all the time like when they do stuff it's like hey like when if you're going to if you're going to do something like, do it to its fullest potential, you know, like, this is such a stupid and easy thing to do, but it's like, like, triceps and biceps, like, it's such accessory work that we do at the end, that because it's very, it's just one joint, it's, you know, an isolated muscle stuff, but guys, I mean, guys, some girls like to do it as well, but guys like to do it, especially for sports like baseball, football, you know, the guys like having a bigger arm, Mm -hmm. but they just like, I mean, they just like cheat reps, or like, cut reps in half, and like, they count them, it's like, you want to get a bigger, you know. I try and tell them like, you want to get a bigger effect. You want to have a better result. Like, do it this way, and that's like things that I've learned like going through. It's like I try and tell them like, hey, like this is probably a better way, like scientifically speaking, like looking at like muscle activation and just stuff in general and like different philosophies of training. It's like that's probably better. But then hell, sometimes like when I'm going, I'm like screw it, and I'm just like I'm I'm doing the same exact half reps because I'm just trying to pump out fifty, <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: uh, and get like that pump. But, like, I would say for myself, like, it's definitely mm-hmm. something I try to do it because I know the benefits outweigh – you know, most of the time, the benefits – I mean, the benefits always outweigh, like, what it is. But sometimes I just don't care when I'm just trying to get a pump on. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I try and do it because, like, I know the safety effects of, like, not squatting properly or not deadlifting property properly. And, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, today I deadlifted and it's like I – I couldn't stress enough. Like I, I can't not do it right. Or else like tomorrow when I wake up, my back is going to be on fire and I'm going to be walking all stiff and hunched over. Um, so that that's just for me personally on that. But I try to do it as much as possible. Cause I try to, I practice, I try to practice what I preach for the most part. Um, nobody's perfect and I could definitely do a better job. But uh, for the most part, if I, if I tried doing something, if an athlete ever saw me working out um, in the weight room, then I would hope that they would see, oh yeah, he like does that too because like he said it's benefit it's better for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so I try to hold I, I try to hold myself to that standard at least. Yeah. Uh okay, so this is our last segment of the night. Um I'm, I I've been thinking about how we're gonna do this here. Yeah. And I and I do have I do have an idea and I, I just I'm very curious on how on what you guys are gonna come up with because of this. So Velocipaster. Oh
3: yeah, man, I that oh. slipped my mind.
0: Velocipaster yeah. uh, is an is an hour and ten minute movie of Amazon pure, Prime Baby. Yeah, is a is pure what the hell. And like it's just just oh, when you bro. think it's like, man, they couldn't they couldn't do a better job at purposely making a terrible movie. Boy, are you in for a freaking treat! Like they outdo themselves, especially. I'm not. I'm Do not gonna spoil plot? it, to me, but definitely the, the last or... like fight scene. Oh yeah,
1: I can get it. Yeah, I want like, last... to. Got... The plot, the, the description, not the plot, but the description
0: in a the the yeah. Amazon Prime description. The Amazon
1: Prime description is one of the best right, things ever. Uh, let me pull this up real quick.
0: While you're pulling that up, um, so this is how this is gonna go. When uh, so after read after nightmare reads the description. I want you guys to give a one sentence, I would say no longer than 10 words, like a one sentence review or first reaction based off the entire by based off oh, the movie. It's good.
1: It's good. So but it's, it's, like, it's like short and sweet, but I want to okay. see how I want right. to see how you
0: guys like would describe it in a short sentence.
1: All right, I can do it after right after I read the description.
0: All right, let's get the description. All
1: right, description on this is on amazon prime this is this is what they gave amazon prime to tell their potential viewers after losing his parents a priest travels to china where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur at first horrified by his new power a prostitute convinces him to fight crime and ninjas it just it just oh,
0: are actually in the yeah. description. Yes,
1: it says and, nin-, but it, that's the it sentence. Does. There's, there's a there's a you know. there's <laughs> a there's a period after to fight crime, and then the whole sentence is and ninjas. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not.
0: Wow, I'm pretty sure my high school English teacher marked me down a half letter grade for writing <laughs> some shit like that.
1: Yeah i I could go off on probably a 45 minute rant, but just about the 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 ninjas. In this movie, just how white and not authentic they are. Yeah, <laughs> but if I was going to give my my one one sentence review, uh-huh. it, would, it would be this movie is unaware, and then it becomes very aware.
0: Oh, that's a good. That, that's a good. Okay, i say that's a good description.
2: Yeah, that that's mine. So Goichi, what you got?
0: Okay, go Goichi is going to go. All right.
2: Of course, it's another themed asian movie with no asians except maybe maybe one one guest asian there but uh yeah it's it's the last samurai scenario it's the dragon ball z it's the avatar you know (laughs) i'm not bitter about it at all but anyways so my one sense for this would be uh it's something i don't regret watching with my buddies but i'll never watch it again oh yeah and i'll pass it over to beef now (laughs) we said 10 words right Oh. It just, just around You don't have to be it's strict sense. to it. All right.
0: Sorry. But it, the the point is for a quicker a quick sentence.
3: Yeah. What year when did it come out?
1: To make sure. Uh too too soon 2019. Best
3: oh comedy of 2019. Is that too No. <coughs> of 2019? With, with cancel culture existing.
1: That's okay.
3: fair. That's fair. I don't know if it, if I need to elaborate on that. I will. But elaborate
2: on cancel culture.
3: So I feel like a lot of comedy is dying where okay. you can't make fun of things anymore. Uh-huh. So for me, when I, I've, I, you know, uh, nightmare and I were talking about, we talked about this probably way too much where we're like, man, those comedy, we reference comedies and it seems like it's getting, that was like nineties now and two thousands. Yeah. And you're like, man, you to. And I'm not saying there aren't good comedies out. Mm-hmm. They, but it used to be much more constant. And now it feels like random. And so the cancel right. culture is kind of Where this, going off of what he said about the awareness. And this this movie realized the budget sucked. And it where, where it was. And what they could produce. And they really went into like... I don't know how it wasn't considered <laughs> a horror comedy. Yeah. Like it was like... I, I had so many good laughs where I felt like it was... It was it was worth it. So I I, I considered it a comedy. Yeah. yeah.
1: It it literally like it was it was unaware that it was a, a it was gonna be a good, bad movie. And then I feel like they saw in full like when they got to the scenes where they're gonna shoot the veloc- the <laughs> the Velociraptor in, yeah. full, the in full in full yeah it, the Velocipaster in full frame that they realized that oh This is going to be really bad. And so they just went full-blown aware, Uh, good, bad movie, aware. The build-up. Yeah, just,
3: Best CGI, by the way. Best CGI I've ever seen. There was no
1: CGI. That
2: was all (laughs) practical effects. We're about to lose all our viewers by next week, (laughs) man. Check my out take, that movie, guys! Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> went up one. My <laughs>
0: take, my take on this movie. Uh, I've been trying to think. I think I scream. I think if uh, if if anybody goes back and watches our review, or our live stream of watching this, uh, you might. I don't know if I yelled it or I screamed it when it happened, but I certainly thought it. Uh, so my review would be. Uh, I, I think I can probably keep it to one or, to two or three words here, uh, but hunchback velocipaster oh yeah because at the, god that last, like seriously that last fight scene really really got me because like i just i lost my absolute shit like just watching that guy watching that last fight like sequence was like
1: oh, okay. I,
0: I might have to go back and just watch it just for pure comedy's sake just to make me laugh again because yeah. it was like hunchback and notre dame meets jurassic park <laughs>
1: So you know that 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 T Rex that T Rex uh, suit that's like super viral and like TikToks and oh everything? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would have Like better. that, yeah, that, that was more that realistic. costume is more realistic <laughs> and better than the one that was in this movie. Like it literally
2: could have put Barney in there, and we w- it would have been more. Believable. Well, like the yeah. I showed
3: the uh, so I showed my wife that first scene where one of the first scenes where um, where I still think we we you totally forget about it, but it's like. It sets a tone in the movie is where uh, his parents um, blow up. And it says, like, via, VSX. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. VSX explosion. <laughs> and I showed my wife that. And I was like, I it don't really, even think we needed to keep going. But, man, I, I thought about that. And I was like, man, that that set a tone, like, yeah, the rest of did. the movie for sure. We knew what we were yeah, in for yeah,
2: after yeah, that yeah. one.
1: Yeah. You imagine. You imagine yeah. this car burning. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to put it in there. Yeah. You can yeah. imagine What's happening right now. Is dude, respect to them, honestly, TV, for making yeah. a
2: bad movie, but, like, understanding how to keep people's attention. Yeah, they did, yeah, they kept... <laughs> it's th- freaking amazing, dude.
3: Because I liked, uh, I really loved the, the, the uh, and again, spoiler alert, the uh, character arc where his brother is, or it's like a, it's almost like an arc where his, character, his brother <laughs> is, like... Is, is neglected yeah, yeah like I, I, I think that's <laughs> well, it's like he's like in the car and they're all hugging and he's just like yeah. his head yeah, just yeah.
1: like pops up you're my only son and he's like yeah. standing
0: in the doorway he's like right next to the kitchen table
1: yeah. but oh, it's he's... like it's like
0: oh yeah i forgot i had a brother
1: when his dad is like you're my only son yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the back seat like oh they kind of, like,
3: kept it uh, fourth wall, in a way, with... Uh, or maybe it's not fourth wall, but that that was, like, an Uncle Ben... You said it. You said it when we were watching it. Oh, yeah. But it was, like, an Uncle Ben moment, <laughs> yeah. and they were totally oh, playing off of that, and... Yeah. Dude, with, like, the white background. Yeah. They
0: knew exactly what they were doing, though. That I mean, the, I mean, kudos to them, because they knew exactly what they were doing when they did that. And I think that just actually makes the movie better. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, it's um, definitely one of those things where it's, like, I... I probably won't be go rushing back to watch Velocity Pastor. Um, If I had an hour and 10 minutes to do something, uh, I think there's some other movies I'd probably go back and watch first. But uh, I definitely would recommend if you want a good laugh and you just kind of want to let go and not have to really follow a storyline all that far because dear Lord knows they keep reminding you of everything every time the ninjas come. But uh,
1: Good movie night with family. And we're using that word, ninjas, very easily.
0: Yeah, no, as in, like, ninjas, as in, like, this is, like, Beverly Hills, like, the white ninja for for everybody.
1: Remember the people, the the ninjas that were training, and they were just, like... (laughs) Yeah. But they would add the sound effect, the... (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) There's, like, that one guy just standing there the whole time, too, yeah. Yeah. I felt felt like... uh, I feel like what what interests me after you guys, if you know, for our viewers, if you watch it, was what what was crazy is how much you could really go into a binge on this because there was oh, all these like stupid named that ones where it's like it's like when they named it or came up with a they're like we need something so ridiculous but then so like where it peaks interest it's real you know there's a fine line of like this is such a dumb like there was one i think where it was like a a, a microwave a- that ate people and it's like there's a
2: sofa that ate
1: people
3: yeah, a sofa and, ate people, and it's like i was like mm-hmm. damn that like i just saw the picture the the yeah. the, and i was like that thumbnail i can, thumbnail, read, I can like, read the other pretty
2: much all those categories that fall under the movie the, you know uh velocipaster it's pretty much it could be a segment of like okay what can you guess what drugs the, the director yeah, yeah. and the writers <laughs> were on when they made this movie yeah, like that's how ridiculous it is so
1: so literally I'm I'm looking at the Prime right now, Amazon Prime right now. And the the customers also watched that that's what oh, we were looking at. Oh yeah. So first one, Lamageddon. Okay. Yeah, that was, that's, that was some, an interesting one. Yeah. Pinata. Yeah. 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 Oh that's that's on there, killer pinata. Oh, that's a different one? That's a that's different a wha- one. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> the next one. Uh Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Oh yeah. That's okay. like, yeah. And then and then Killer Sofa. Killer Sofa. <laughs> and then let's see, let's see the last one. Dude, that would um, be oh, uh, Clown-Nado. Oh, yeah. Clown-Nado. Dude, Clown-Nado. Clown-Nado. Wow. That's yeah. got that's
2: a really not interesting a story, sounds. story
3: timeline. But the, yeah, dude, that... The the pick of that, the clowns, is like... It's and creepy. clowns are already a little disturbing, so like... To You're be in a tornado, me. and then... I, I imagine, like, that's the last thing I see is, like, a bunch of
1: clowns, like... Falling like, from the sky? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean,
0: I swear, if we get one of those here in the Midwest... uh you guys will see me in the next twenty four within the next twenty-four hours I'll be hauling ass in my Honda CRV uh, back home and getting away from that, okay? Thank you for joining us for tonight's episode. You can always catch us live on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Twitch at Long Live Junto with no spaces. And just in case you happen to not catch the live stream on Twitch, you can check out a full video podcast on our YouTube page. If you liked any of our segments and you want to add to those, always comment and like on our YouTube and Reddit pages. And as always, thank you from all of us at Long Live Junto.